Hey everyone, thanks for joining me as we continue our walk today through the strange paradiso. Well, um, we're going to have to pause for a few minutes before we begin our walk. I want to just bring forward a couple of things that are happening right now in the United States. Um, I feel that um, we should address this. And I am not either left or right. I am down the forward path, okay? I don't um, dislike anyone because of their own affiliations. And um, I just view things and see things through a lens that may be different than the majority. So um, what I see right now, for one thing, is a lot of kabuki theater, a lot of uh, political theatrics that are going on right now and it's shameful for this country and it's also beneath this country. We should not be engaging in this type of um, political, I, I don't know what, what to call it except for just a, it's, it's a sham, okay? It's all for show. It's all for distraction, all right? That is how I feel anyways. And the other thing that I want to say, and I may catch a little bit of um, hell for saying this, but um, once again, I have to look at things from all sides. And for one thing, I personally don't believe that you can just be a average Joe with no affiliations to further any type of political career and run for president and actually be elected. I just don't believe it. Now, I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying I personally don't believe it. I believe that you have to be part of the mechanism for one thing. So in that case, there is a little itty bitty part of me thinking that perhaps this person who seems like they're being dragged through the mud may be part of the charade, okay? Now, I'm saying may be. I'm not saying this person is and all just 100% all in with the whole entire scheme of this. But there's a small part of me that thinks there may be more to it. This person may be involved. Okay, I mean, that's just how I think. 
looking at all sides like, hmm. Now, I'm not saying and pointing my finger and saying, here's part of it. Here's part of the whole upper tier of the crooked political political arena. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. But perhaps, okay, there is a connection. Because once again, it just does not um, enter into my realm, the belief that just an average person with no political ties, with no this, with no that, can just run for president and win. Mm, No. That's like, oh, okay, I'm going to run for president, and I'm the most popular person, but I don't know anybody, okay? I don't know anyone. I'm not a politician. I'm just uh, an American, and I'm going to win don't think so. But anyhow, moving on. Now, on the other side, the person who is um, sitting at, I mean, would, what uh, most people would believe that this person is sitting at the helm, okay, of the United States and steering this ship known as the United States, the person that was elected to be our leader, um, I feel that uh, the people who are propping this person up and making this person go out in public and um, he's falling down and he can't speak clearly. He uh, sometimes can, most of the time can't, doesn't know where he is, says things that are completely out of line as far as what he was speaking to. He just kind of like goes from one subject to another and they don't even make sense and certain things like this. He just always looks so bewildered. This, in my opinion, is um, short of being criminal. This is elder abuse. This person is being propped up and pushed out there. And a lot of the time doesn't even know what's going on. In my opinion, it is elder abuse. And if I was that person's wife, I would not allow this. I would, I would just say, okay, you know what? We've had enough. This has to stop right now. We cannot do this. I cannot allow this to continue. So when I think of what's really going on, the other thing that I really have our time believing is that there are two different sides, okay? Now you've got this right and you've got the left. Now you've got the blue and you've got the red. I don't think so. I believe that it's um, what we have here are two sides of the same coin. And that is uh, one of the reasons why I don't care who is the next driver of this ship, okay? I don't care who it is because nothing's going to change. I mean, not really. And if it does, it'll be temporary. I mean, for a really short time. So all in all, nothing is going to change. I heard someone say last year that what's going on here is that people 
are looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem. And I agree with that statement. I believe that that's exactly what we've got going on here. There are so many things that I could talk about, that I could bring up right now, that is, um, talk about mystery and mysterious, okay? The way some of these people are acting, the way some of these people are, I mean, their behaviors and just certain things like this. Seems to me that um, there are some people who are directly under the influence of negative entities, as well as some have um, more than likely, now I can't say for sure, but more than likely have sold their souls to Mr. Scratch, okay? For what? For temporary fame and money and riches and what they think is power here on this earth? Very temporary. Even if people live to be a hundred, it's it's so temporary. And out of a hundred years, how many of those years are years where you could actually live it up? Not a whole lot. Out of 100 years, there are not even 50 years where you would be able to do whatever it is you feel that you must do. So to sell out for such a temporary nothing on this earth just blows my mind, okay? It just absolutely blows my mind. I don't understand it. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, That's just how I see things. And the other thing, before we start our walk, I want to say that I care about all people. There isn't a criteria. It's not, oh, I only care about this certain group or that certain group. I care about all people. Because believe it or not, we're pretty much all in whatever this is, whatever you want to call this. We're pretty much all in it together. There are different ways that we choose to go, different paths that we choose to take. But actually, we are all confronted with the same things. It just separates us by what we do when confronted. That's where the separation comes in. But I care about all people. Just wanted to um, put that out there, okay? All right, so um, let's start walking. All right, now, I was listening to someone talking about holy water, okay? And I have been places with Victoria Kennedy, and she uses holy water. She believes in the power of holy water. And um, I know that there are plenty of people out there who do, all right? I personally don't know for sure. I'm kind of like on the fence about it for many reasons. But um, anyhow, I heard some people discussing holy water 
and the powers that it contains and so on. So there are different types of holy waters for different reasons. There's like, I guess, the general purpose holy water that's in the church when you go in and you dip your fingers in and you make the sign of the cross. And then there's the holy water for baptismal. And then there's holy water that um, is in like places like Lourdes and um, other places like that where there have been what are called Marian apparitions where people have said that they saw the Virgin Mary and things like this. So for um, maybe even a different type of holy water for extractions that um, the exorcist may use for extractions and so on. So um, what separates all these, I guess, are the prayers that are said over the water. I've heard that um, they are, that the priest actually adds some sort of salt to certain types of holy water, and so on. Now, whether you believe that this has any power or not, okay, that's for the individual to decide. Um, it's also, well, we know this from even from watching movies, okay, that when called in, when a priest is called in because someone thinks that they know someone who has been um, oppressed or possessed and things like this by a um, evil entity, they will do, one of the tests that they will do is they will throw water on the alleged victim, okay? They will throw maybe tap water, maybe they'll throw some holy water, maybe they'll just throw tap water, and these people will cringe and cry out even with tap water. So that's one of the things that will happen and then the priest will say, okay, well, this person's faking because this is just tap water or this is just water I got from the nearest Vaughn's market, you know, and things like this, but yet they're reacting to it. So, okay, we know that People may be reacting to it. We know also that, I mean, okay, let me take that back. Maybe we don't know. Now, is it possible? I, I don't know, but is it possible? And we are not talking about um, like Satan, okay? We're not talking about like the, the top of the entity ladder. But do you believe that maybe it would um, be possible to fool one of the lower level entities? So by throwing tap water on there, if that entity believes that that thing is holy water, that they may experience suffering from that water? Or do you think that 100% of the time, the alleged victim would be faking it? Okay, I know that it's kind of maybe like a way out question, but I just wonder about these things. I just have to wonder. I guess one of the reasons why I think that way is because I really don't know, um, guys, because... 
this is just me again, and I, you know how I think, but if, if the water is blessed by a regular man, okay, because let's face it, priests, ministers, reverends, all these people in these positions are just regular men. So, how is the water actually blessed? Because, in my thinking, it would take Jesus to come here and bless the water, okay? That's how I believe. Otherwise, it's, you know, just... They say it's blessed, but I really don't think so. Or am I wrong in thinking this way? Because I've had other people tell me, when I have asked this question of some other people, they tell me they are given, like the priest who blesses the water and things like this, they are given that power from God to be able to do these things. And that is how the water is truly blessed. Well, if that's the case, couldn't just a regular person bless water? I know, I know, guys. Some people get frustrated with me because my questions will just go on and on. Because at the very base of all of this, all right, my belief is, And maybe I'm wrong here, but my belief is that water cannot be blessed unless Jesus blesses it. Call me crazy, but that's how I feel. So I'm kind of like on the fence with the whole holy water thing. But once again, I could be wrong. It could be true. Okay, these, these men and these people in these positions... The pastors and things like that, they are given this power by God to be able to do these things and actually bless the water. Okay. But I don't know that 100%. So just one of those uh, type of questions and a lot of people don't want to talk to me because (laughs) I'm just full of questions. So a lot of people just say, oh my gosh, But it gets them thinking in the meantime. Like, you know, I don't believe it's true what you're saying, Maria, but I'm going to look into it because now I have a question. Okay. So anyhow, they're talking about these things. And um, there's a story about this guy. And this guy was a very, um, let's say, Catholic person. And a lot of Catholic people, I don't know about now, but back in the day, like my grandparents, okay, they used to have holy water in their house and like these little things that were on the wall. Like it was like a little type of vase that was attached to the wall. And they would keep holy water in there. And like you would go in the house and you would put your fingers in the holy water and bless yourself just like you did when you were at church because they were very Catholic. And that that's just what they did. They had to have their holy water. So they'd go to the church, the priest would bless the water, they'd take it home and they put it in their little containers and they had to have this. Now, I'm not sure, but um, I would not be surprised to find out that my grandfather actually carried some with him. 
I That would not surprise me. But anyhow, there's a story about this guy. And he was like that, okay? He was a person and he had holy water in his house and this and that. He carried a small vial of holy water with him. Just in case someone was in an accident, someone was at death's door before the priest got there for the last rites and things like this, he could at least administer some holy water as well as if he was ever confronted with any type of negative entity, okay? So that was his protection. So what happened one day, I don't know the entire circumstances of this. This uh, took place a long time ago. Um, he was confronted by something and... It's not like this entity came out and announced itself, but he had this feeling. He was confronted with this person and he had this feeling of dread. So right away, he put his hand on his little vial of holy water. So this person was talking to him. He said that the eyes, like the whites of the eyes, started turning like yellow and bloodshot at this, as this person was speaking. And it looked to him like the face was beginning to contort and the nose was getting a little bit longer and a little bit sharper. Ugh. So what he did was he got out that holy water and he like splashed some of the water on this person. And this person started like, screaming and writhing like they were in pain and putting their hands on their head and saying, ow, ah, like that. But then it stopped suddenly and stood up straight and looked at that man right in the eyes and started laughing. Now this entity started laughing. And then disappeared. So in that case, it kind of did work while it didn't um, maybe have the desired effect that the man who used it had on this entity, but it still went away. So did it work because it's true and that this does work or did it work because this man believed in it so much and it was the power of his belief that gave that water whatever it was to make that thing go away even even if it did like stand up straight and confront him and then laugh like okay please like that entity was saying is that all you got but it did disappear it did go away so apparently when this happened, when this took place, there was a, it was at a little corner store. So this was a little store in a neighborhood. And there were people in this little store. And afterwards, they all came out. And even the couple of people who worked in there. And they acknowledged what had happened. They said, what in the world was that? 
How did you make it go away? It was evil. We heard it. Ugh. Ugh. And then that man showed him because he was kind of like in partial shock. And he had that bottle, that little vial of holy water, and he showed them. He held that little bottle up. And then they all said, oh my gosh, look at that. And then they all said that it was the devil and all this stuff. Yeah. So when I have all these questions, it's like, was it the power of this man's belief that caused this thing to disappear, to go away? Gives us something to think about, guys. But this kind of um, experience, this kind of story is just, be to me, okay, this is like way beyond, way past creepy. This is um, something that, um, yeah, I, I don't even know how to put it into words. The, just the residue that a, a story like this leaves. When I hear about things like this, even when I talk about things like this, now I'm repeating this, guys, and telling you this, and it's like just the fact that I'm saying this, I have to, if you'll notice, start speaking a little quieter because it um, just leaves this residual yucky feeling with me. But this is not, I mean by far, this is not the only type of thing that has happened like that. There is another similar story about um, something like this. But what happened to this person who um, he actually had his encounter right outside of a church. And there was someone who um, was walking by and stopped. And he said it was like this person stopped and decided to come and ask me for money. He said this person didn't look like they were um, poor or uh, homeless or anything like that. And the person just stopped in their tracks and turned around and asked him for money, if he could spare a couple of dollars. And then he said no. And then at that time, this person or whatever it was, once again, the features started to change. He said it was as if it was like wavy. He said it's it went from being like a regular person to looking like it was wavy and made out of like maybe water or smoke or both. And then he could not move. And he was the same thing. He had some water with him also. So after he could finally move, because for some reason he said he couldn't. He couldn't speak. He couldn't move because he wanted to run. His mind was thinking all of these different thoughts at the same time. He couldn't even sit down. That's how he was like frozen. 
So once he was able to finally get himself together, he had some holy water and he threw it at this thing. Um, If I got the story right, he didn't have holy water like in a container, but he had like a a um, handkerchief that had holy water on it. It was like damp with holy water. And he threw that at that thing. And then that thing turned around like the the handkerchief hit it, hit it in the face and it turned around like and put its hand over its face. But then it turned back and looked at that man and slapped him in the face. Yeah. And then, now I don't know if this is to be taken verbatim or how it's to be taken, but then it flew away. So I don't know if it actually flew away like a bird or what. But yeah, it slapped him. Then it flew away. These two stories that I've just told you both happened in Los Angeles. The first one happened in, I believe it was the 1960s. And the second one was about that same time frame. So um, there's a lot. When I think about L.A., there's a lot. But it's not only L.A. It's everywhere. Okay, so those are, um, I mean, when we think about things like that, it um, kind of... It kind of like um, reminds me that things don't only happen in the middle of the night or in these remote areas or in the wilderness. I mean, they can happen anytime. They can happen in the morning, in the middle of the day, around people. But another one of the strange things is uh, that there have been people who have um, told their of their encounters and how they may have been in a in a shopping center. A lot of times, like um, the older areas, they'll have the outdoor shopping centers. I, we call them strip malls now. But um, when I still lived in L.A., we lived by a pretty big shopping center. But it was an outdoor shopping center. It was not enclosed. But it had all the stores there. But it was outdoors. And there have even been reports of things like that happening in those outdoor shopping centers when they were busy. I've had encounters in the middle of the day at shopping centers. As a matter of fact, I had almost the same type of encounter twice in the same shopping center. And to this day, when I think about it, I don't have a clue what it was. I, I really don't. It doesn't even make sense to me. Those of you who have been with me for a while will remember this. But for those of you who are new, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, touch upon it quickly. So I was at the shopping center one day. It was outdoor shopping center. It was bordered by all the busiest streets okay, in the city. And it was always busy. 
I had to go to the store to get something for my mom and the shopping center was not far from the house. So I could walk there by myself. I was probably about 12 years old. So I'm walking to the store and I'm at the shopping center. So as I walk, I see this guy approaching me. Well, there were plenty of people approaching me and people walking past and so on. So this guy's approaching me and for some reason, and I can still, kind I can picture this whole scene. So he was, um, I don't know how old to say he was, but he was older than me. He was probably in his early 20s, something like that. So um, he was uh, kind of, uh, kind of portly. Okay, so I'm walking, minding my own business, on my way to get whatever it was, and he walks right by me. As he walks by me, he says, fuck you. Yeah, just like that. He didn't say my name, but he said, fuck you, like with this hatred. And I was so startled. I couldn't believe that what looked to me to be an adult would say something like that to a kid and with such hatred. So I still went ahead and went to the store because I was also thinking, no, I couldn't have heard him right. I'm just, it was my imagination or I'm just hearing things. No, guys, I really heard him. He said that, okay? So I went to the store, got whatever I needed to get and went back home. Now, where this person disappeared to, I don't know. I wasn't about to look for him. I wasn't about to turn around and look at him. Okay, but that was not the only time. So I'm at that same, very same shopping center. And this time, I was actually going into one of the stores. I don't know where it was, JCPenney's, whatever it was. I was going in there. And there was this other person. It wasn't the same person. It wasn't the portly guy. It was someone else completely different. And it was the same thing. I'm walking by him and it was the same thing. He said that to me with vitriol. I mean, with such hate. So I started thinking, what in the heck is going on here? With these people telling me, fuck you. I mean, I don't even know who these people are. I'm like 12. So, I don't have a clue. I know that whatever it was, was not good. I, I can't say that, okay? But it's it was in the same shopping center that this took place both times. It was both, both times it was men. And but it was two different, or at least they appeared to be two different individuals. So I know that there are things out there all the time at any given moment when we're out shopping, when we're at the mall, when we're at the gas station, when we're whatever something like this. I'm not saying that, oh, it happens all the time. Maybe no one else has ever had an experience like that. I just happened to have it twice. But I guess we shouldn't really be too surprised if it were to happen like um, one day. If we just run into some type of um, 
I mean, if if that was just a regular person, just so full of hate, I mean, they're a lower, lower level of consciousness anyways. But um, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, especially as we go forward, the way that things are going right now, nothing really should surprise us. And I forgot all about this because I'm so here and there with my reading and what I'm looking into and certain things. I um, completely forgot about CERN, okay? And some of the things that is CERN is causing to happen and how some of these things that are happening now and moving forward into the future are actually, um, I mean, I don't know the percentage, but it's a likely scenario that a lot of these things are happening because of CERN, okay? We'll get into that a little bit more at a later time. But anyways, um, I just have one more for you. And this is something that we have um, spoke a little bit about these type of situations before. But every so often, somebody will come and talk about an experience they had like this. So this guy, when he was a uh, in school, he was about in the fifth grade and he says that um, his friends and him, they would, you know, they'd get out of school and they'd walk home every day. They lived a little bit far away from the school. He said a little bit further away than you would think was normal to be walking, you know, like how far your school is from your house. He said his school was about two and a half miles away and they lived in the city. So that was kind of like unheard of to be that far away from the school. But he was like on the very edge of being able to go to that school. That was actually the closest one. But anyhow, he said that sometimes, because you know how um, children are at certain ages, some of his friends or whatever would have to stay after school for detention. Some of them actually would work in the little area where people would check out like um, basketballs and other balls after school for they could play after school and this and that or tether balls or whatever. So sometimes he would have to walk home by himself. So he noticed that on those times when he had to walk home by himself, there was this other kid that would always call him like he'd be walking home and this kid would say like, hey, Greg, wait up. And so then he would turn around, he'd see this guy coming. Oh yeah, okay. So then they'd walk home together. And he said that this kid would keep walking after Greg went to his house and his friend actually lived further than him. And he was like, that was almost impossible because I was the furthest one out from practically anyone. A couple of his friends lived like, one or two blocks away, they lived closest, but this kid kept walking. So he was like, man, this guy, he should be going to one of the other schools. But anyways, this would happen from time to time, but only when he was walking by himself. So at this one time, he's like, hey, you know, like, where do you live? What's your name? So this kid tells him his name is Brian and he lives over here on the other side of whatever the main street was. And so Greg's like, well, you should be going to whatever the name of the school was, you know, just say Jones, Jones Middle School. 
And then the kid said, yeah, um, but our house was built before something, he said, the zoning. So that's why I'm allowed to go here to this school. So Greg's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, see you around. We, you know, where wherever you live, maybe we can all go and play football, whatever it was on the weekend. So Brian's like, yeah, okay, you know, just come over and get me. I live over here and my house is this color and that color. Okay. So him and his friends, because he's telling his friends, yeah, you know, there's this kid named Brian and he lives out there and his friends are like, oh, you're so full of it because that's too far away. That's out of the zone. And he's like, no, because he said this and that. And his friends are like, oh, okay, you know, let's go and find, let's go find Brian. So they went to go find Brian. But the houses that had been there were not there anymore. In that neighborhood, the houses had been demolished because they were getting ready to build something there and the houses were very old. So they walked all around there. And he says, the houses there were gone. In some spots, the foundations were there, but mostly there was nothing. He never saw Brian again. He looked for Brian in the school little yearbook thing. Brian was the same age as the rest of them. So he was like in the same grade. He even looked for Brian in the sixth grade class. He looked for Brian in the fourth grade class just to be sure that he wasn't missing anything. No, no, no one knew Brian. No one saw Brian. Brian lived supposedly in a place where there are no houses anymore that had been demolished. So was Brian someone who actually was from a parallel universe or was Brian just maybe what? An invisible friend type of situation? So when Greg was walking home talking to Brian, if someone would have looked outside, would they have seen two boys or would they have only seen one? Questions. I've got plenty of them. But anyways, um, that's all that I've got for today, guys. Um, I hope that some of these things that I brought up were of interest to you. I've got some stuff coming up, okay, um, if I get a chance to really look into this. And uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I guess we could call it a mixture, okay, of theory and um, fact, I guess depending on where we take this information, just like anything else, where, would, where we take this information, how we feel about it, how we determine it, what's right for us, do we believe this? Do we not believe it? Is it hoo-ha? Whatever it is, people are having experiences all over the place. People are seeing something. Even ufology, okay, which I am not into, but I know that 
there's something happening. People are seeing something. People are experiencing things. I don't know what to say about it. But I'm, I'm not going to um, just sit here and call everybody, oh, they're telling tall tales. Oh, they're just making up stories. No, I'm, I'm not going to say that because I know also too many people and even myself. I've seen some things also that fit into that ufology category. All right. But um, anyways, thank you so much for walking with me, especially on this gloomy, another gloomy Southern California day. Sun was supposed to come up, but um, it's late. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be walking and talking again soon, guys. If you want to contact me, you can always do so at maybe underscore Maria at outlook.com. Um, I'm going to try to be back. Let's see. Oh, it's not looking good. Oh, I, I might not be able to come back till Tuesday. So I'm going to try for maybe Sunday, okay? And um, bring some good stuff on our walk. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And thank you once again. I appreciate all of you so much. Ciao.